do it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mike Springston FFC Podcast, where we coach you in the Word. We want to welcome you on board tonight with our Facebook watching crew. Uh, We're going to share with you tonight uh, part two of the message entitled Dominion, uh, which I believe just posted on most of the Facebook or most of the podcast postings. And it's the third part of our series on Triumph, Majesty, and Dominion. So we're going to go into the Word of God tonight and look back into Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 through 21 and talk a little bit more about the dominion that Jesus Christ has produced, provided, and given unto us. So let's have a word of prayer. Uh, before I do that, I want to remind you, you can contact me at MikeSpringstonMinistries.com, Springston56 at gmail.com, FFCMA.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's direct messaging, and... Don't forget my book, I Surrender. It's in Amazon and in your local bookstores. May God richly bless you as you study along with us. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we ask you to open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear and our heart that we can understand what the Word of God is saying to us. And then, let us flatten our lives so that we can be changed into the image of your dear Son. Jesus, we ask you to speak to us so that you can reveal to the Holy Ghost what we need to know, do, understand, and demonstrate, and in so doing, we will receive it and release it to your people, and thereby we will be corrected, we will be guided, directed, we will be shown things that are to come, and we will be blessed. Father, I thank you for all of that in the lovely and mighty name of Jesus Christ, who is our High Priest, our Lord, and our Man in the Godhead. Now let's turn our attention to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 through 21. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which which is to come. So tonight we're continuing the message on dominion. We've established the difference between human dominion and spiritual dominion as we contrasted the first Adam and the second Adam. We've also established that Jesus Christ controls the spiritual dominion over all three worlds. So you would naturally ask me if all of this has been taken from the arsenal of the devil then what makes man who has become a believer fall into sin? Now I want you to notice that you didn't ask me why does man sin, nor did you ask why man chooses to remain in sin when there is a better remedy. We know that answer. So the answer to your question at this point is very simple. The devil does not make man sin. When a man falls into sin, he goes there due to his own lust, desires, and pride. The enemy has the ability to create situations and scenarios that make inroads into your mind through insinuation and through placing temptation in front of you. Man then accepts what he sees and makes it a part of who he is. He does that because at the moment the temptation or the insinuation is brought into his circumstance that looks better 
to his mind, will, and emotions, then a life of disciplined service. Man can choose to operate in the power that is provided for him by being in and remaining in the dominion that Christ has given him. He can choose to exercise the power that is in that dominion that has been given to us by Jesus himself when Jesus said, In my name. In that name, there is an influence that creates a picture and a pattern that is recognized in all three worlds as the pattern of dominion. It comes from the basis of triumph. It functions out of a place of majesty. And it flows across all three dominions as being the dominant force and the dominant voice that interacts with heaven, earth, and hell. My friend, Satan, the prince of the power of the air, is not only diminished, he's cast down. A strong man that was plundered. And more importantly, his kingdom contained. Now this is not just an eternal containment. This is an everlasting demonstration of the complete transfer of control. Now you can look at it any way you want. You can say it's a transfer of wealth. It's a transfer of power. It's a transfer of control. It's a transfer of anything and everything the devil once had. It's all controlled and come under the same dominion. And that dominion is brought to bear by Jesus Christ. And it will not only happen in this world, but it will happen in the worlds to come. So this is an everlasting dominion of which we speak. Someone said, Pastor, with all the crazy in the world, are you telling me that Satan has lost his dominion? My friend, I can tell you without a doubt, he has lost his dominion in the spiritual world. He still operates in the human side, and if you want to remain in the human side and be drug around by the devil, if you want to remain in the intellect and allow the enemy to continue to use temptation and insinuation and cause your mind to have to make a decision about what best satisfies you, then you can. But my friend, you do not have to. You can live in the dominion power of Jesus Christ. Now the devil is trying to place hindrances in front of you. He said, Paul said to Galatia, who you did run well, who did hinder you? The traps and roadblocks of the enemy, they're laid everywhere for your natural man. And your natural man is going to stumble on them and stumble into them. But in the hearts and minds of men, because they allow themselves to stumble into entanglements and entrapments, that causes them to operate in doubt and unbelief. He operates in their sinful desires. You don't have to live there. You never had to live there. The second Adam ensured that there would be dominion. And not only did he ensure it in the heavenly realm, he ensured it in the, in the earthly realm. How did he do that, Pastor? He lives in you, my friend. 
the spirit of life that is Christ Jesus, that is in him, is in you. Dwelling in you is both the Father and the Son. Jesus told us that between John 14 and John 17. Operating through your soul is the Holy Ghost. He is working in your mind, will, and emotions to bring you into the mind of Christ. So we are living in dominion and we do not know it. Satan knows it's so. So he operates in man and uses man to do for him in the earth the things that he has absolutely no power to accomplish by any other means. Man is used by Satan. And he is amenable to be used because of how he receives personal satisfaction from his work that he's accomplished through his intellect, his mind, will, and emotions. But for you and me who walk in the spirit and not after the flesh, we live under the dominion of Christ. We reign in this life because of Christ. What are we reigning over? Well, we are reigning over our flesh. We're bringing our flesh under subjection. We're bringing our mind, will, and emotion into a position of a renewed mind so that we are not conformed to this world, but we're transformed out of this world by the renewing of our mind. We're living in a disciplined life that puts away sin and lays off every weight of sin that would death so easily beset us. We are reigning over the spiritual world because out of us flows this river of living water that we know as Jesus Christ and he operates out of us in the Holy Spirit. So our mind is operating, it should be if we are growing into maturity and we're laying down our intellect, we would be able to operate in the gifts of the Spirit with the revelation, the power, and the inspirational gifts. That would give us dominion. We are restored to that dominion because of who lives in us. This, my friend, is absolutely great news. We do not have to do one more thing to live in the original state of total dominion over the earth and over everything that moves upon the earth that is given to us because we are not in ourselves, we are not in our intellect, we're not in our own thought process, we are in Christ Jesus. He is in us. And living in us, he operates in our spirit, and the Holy Spirit that was breathed upon Adam is operating in our mind, will, and emotions. And we are now operating in a renewed mind, and that mind is the mind of Christ. Therefore, we are living in the original state of Adam. We don't know it and we don't understand it because we heard someone say one time that man was a god. Well, Jesus said that. I'm not propagating that man is a god. Adam was not a god. Adam was a man. Adam was a man made in the image of God. Adam was a man who was breathed on and his mind, will, and emotions began to speak in a voice that was one that operated out of the force in him. Now, my friend, you and I are of that same cut. 
We are operating out of a force that is living in us. We are operating and producing a voice that is coming from the force of the second Adam. Paul is very clear about this in his writings of who we are in Christ Jesus. What has happened to us is because of the second Adam living in us, operating a force out of us that was such a powerful force that brought about a greatness of power to us. That force, through the Holy Spirit operating in our mind, will, and emotion, is bringing out of us a voice, watch it now, that is quickened. It's bringing out of us an alive voice. It's not bringing out of us a dead voice. It's bringing out of us an alive voice. That alive voice operates from the force of Jesus Christ in us. We are in him and he is in us. That force operating through the mind, will, and emotions that are renewed to become the mind of Christ and operating out of the Holy Ghost speaks into its atmosphere with a force. And that force causes the atmosphere to recognize who is behind the voice. See, I'm not speaking to you out of my own intellect, nor am I speaking to you out of my own voice. Why? If you ever listen to me pray, you will understand why. I pray that Jesus Christ will speak and the Holy Ghost will reveal. And he will tell me things I need to understand, do, demonstrate, and know. And as I receive them, I release them. What am I doing? I'm taking the force that's in me and speaking them out and revealing out of the three parts of the Spirit of God. The part where there is revelation, the part where there is power, and the part where there is inspiration. And so out of that voice, that force, comes dominion. And when my voice goes out, it goes out with such a power, not because my vocal cords or my breath is behind it, or because I thought this up, but because the force that is in me is using me to speak. Now, when my voice goes out, this is what they hear the wonderful works of God. This is what they hear. There's a man that was approved by God whom you crucified. See, this voice comes out in dominion. That's what we see throughout the New Testament. We see a force being projected out of the apostles and the disciples and the new church that went over into Peter and worked through all of those involved in the building of the church. Now I want to ask you a question. Why do we think that that is impossible? That we could not have the dominion that God, now watch, gave man. He gave man. Gave it to Adam. The angel said, what is man that thou art so mindful of him? He's God's creation. You are God's creation. You were built, you were wired to become one who would live with Christ in you and the Holy Ghost operating in your mind, will, and emotion until you would operate in dominion in the world in which you live. Why? 
because Christ would speak through you. The Holy Ghost would minister the word of Christ through you. He would lead you and guide you and show you things to come. Out of you was going to come a force. And when your voice spoke out, ears would listen. When your voice spoke out, a picture and a pattern would happen. What was it, Pastor? The same picture and pattern that happened to the 70 and the 120. They heard not their voice, but when they utilized the name of Jesus, the picture and the pattern was such that demons were cast down, new tongues were spoken, nothing that attacked them hurt them, nothing that came out of them hurt them, and everyone they laid hands on recovered. Why? Because the picture and pattern had sat in, set in motion the Lord, and he went about confirming the word with signs following. He confirmed the force and the voice that brought dominion. What dominion did it bring? Well, watch it now. He brought dominion over all of hell and every devil that would attack you. He said you will cast down devils. He brought dominion over your intellect. What did he say? He said you would speak in new tongues. You would surrender your intellect so that I can have dominion over it. You would look at the things that attack you and out of you would come the voice of a force. And when it attacked you, you would repel it. You would stop it. What did you do? You rose up a standard against it. What was that standard? It was the force and the voice of Jesus Christ in you bringing you the hope of glory bringing you his beauty, power, and purpose. See, this is real. Whenever your body got sick, you would speak out of a force. Why would that be? Because in the very body that is rebelling against you, that body is also rebelling against the Jesus that is in you. Is rebelling. Your body is rebelling against Jesus Christ. Why? Because your Body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ and his Father. So when the force comes out of you to speak into your body and say to your body, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pronounce the dominion of that name over you, liver, over you, knee, over you, eye, over you, ear, over you, cut, whatever it may be, over you heart, over you lung, I pronounce dominion. Inside of you is living the dominion. You are bringing it out of you with a force and giving the Holy Ghost the force of the voice that created the universe to work with. Don't you think that a man that spoke and put in motion the Holy Ghost to create everything that we see over the period of time that it took to do it is more than capable to fix the very thing that he created in you. By the way, you are a created being. 
every organ, every sinew, every synapse, every muscle, every piece, every organ is created by Almighty God. My friend, I was talking with a preacher, my friend of mine one time said he went out to eat. Said he had a man and his wife and they had six kids. Said while he was there, the kid broke down, fell down and broke his wrist. He said, I looked around and I thought, my Lord, the child has broken his wrist. Said the dad walked out, picked that kid up by the hand, put his hand upon his wrist, it was clearly broken. And he said, now God, my faith is in you. I believe that you're in me. And I'm laying hands on this wrist and I'm saying this to you. You made this wrist, now you fix it. He said he took his hands off of that thing and the little kid started bending his wrist, flapping his wrist and went off of playing. Why? Because Christ is in me. The dominion comes out of me in force. I speak it and creation happens. This is truth, my friend. Who does this work for? Does this work for just the TV preacher? No, no, my friend. This dominion is given to you and to me. It is given to every believer. It is given in to you and to me. We just have to grow up, mature in Christ. Stop looking for the intellectual answer. and Go into the dominion that is already produced and provided in you. Now listen what Paul said would happen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So the Spirit is the means, my friend, to operate in the complete advantage of the dominion that Jesus Christ has. Dominion has been produced for you in the spirit world. We do not want to acknowledge that because of our misunderstanding concerning the Spirit of God. But our dominion is not found by what we can think, by our own intellect, or through the means that our flesh can produce. In other words, you can't read yourself into dominion. You can't work yourself into dominion. We can do things that pertain to the Spirit that are impact our ability to have dominion, such as pray. But my friend, pray alone does not produce dominion. The results of surrendered prayer will produce dominion. We don't have to do one more thing. We can have the advantage. We can sing and we can worship. But it will not produce dominion. You're going to have to surrender your way into dominion, my friend. You're going to have to surrender your mind to the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to surrender to the Christ in you. You're going to have to not only surrender, but you're going to have to identify that Christ is in you. Now you would ask me, how do I know this? Because when man was made, he was made with two important ingredients that we have to understand. I've told you this before, but I want to go into it just one more time. He was made in the image of God. This is the place in the spiritual class that was in the image of us. He was breathed upon and became a living soul. 
This gave him a mind that was from the image of us that was able now to think like God, act like God, talk like God. So when all of the things of which Adam had dominion heard his voice, they heard a recognizable voice. It was a voice that spoke with the same force. Why is that? Because Adam had the force and the voice. Now does that dominion operate out of the throne room of God? It's been reestablished in the works accomplished by Jesus Christ, our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. He then, he then accomplishes this work of the two things that were created in man from the beginning. I had a friend the other day telling me, I've done this, that, and the other, but I've never spoken in tongues. I don't understand speaking in tongues. I've never done it. Maybe it's just not in me, he said. The truth of the matter is, not only is the ministry of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in you, it's commanded for you to have. Not only is dominion in you, it's provided as a gift for you to have. How do I know that? Because Ephesians 4 said that the gift of grace was equal to the gift of the measure, of the measure of the gift of Christ Jesus. So dominion is a gift, my friend. This thing that Jesus has done for you is a gift. This command of the Holy Spirit with power is a gift. And it must be not only understood, but it must be lived in and walked in. He reestablished in us by being Christ in us, in our inner man, through the new birth, that Christ would dwell in there. He reestablishes the control of the soul of man through the force of the Holy Spirit. Paul said two things caused this. Christ in you, so he is in you the glory of God, of which he showed to Moses, and he is active, operating inside of you. The Holy Spirit has brought the transformed life, placed you in the kingdom of Jesus. Then there is a spirit of life that is Christ Jesus that flows from the man to the inner soul. The thoughts of man because of the life that's in him resonates by the Holy Spirit in the force, the voice, by the power of thoughts that are becoming the mind of Christ. So what we see are the reestablishment of the qualities of the original man. Now if Adam were given dominion because of these two ingredients by which he was created, then we having been recreated by the power of grace and the blood have in us not a similar but a better dominion. What does that mean? We have a dominion that is in Christ that has defeated the element that caused Adam to die. Did you hear that? We have, a, we have in us the Christ that is a better element than the dominion that Adam had. Because the dominion that is in us has completely defeated the element that caused Adam to die. So we don't have to concern ourselves again with the creeping thing because we have dominion over him. We have in us the dominion that is over every principality and power as well as the rulers of darkness in high places. 
Ours is better. Our covenant is better. Our dominion is better. The power of us in us is better. The Holy Ghost work through us is better. Why? Because it's complete dominion. It is done completely. Everything that Adam was supposed to do in kicking the devil off the planet. But Adam could not do because he got his intellect and his flesh in the way. But Jesus did not do that. He came as a perfect sacrifice. He died upon a cross and shed blood into the ground. He went to the tomb and his spirit was preserved. He went to hell where the Holy Ghost went in power and authority and brought him out by force. He was resurrected from the dead, went up to be the high priest where he opened the door for you and me, became Lord over everything that has a name. Then he brought back and told us about his lordship, told us he was going to send us the power and authority to not only have the dominion in earth, but to have the dominion living, working, operating, and thinking out of us in revelation, power, and inspiration. And then he ascended back to heaven and the promise of the Father descended upon mankind. Why? Because God knew that Jesus Christ's victory, his triumph, his majesty would have to be acted out in dominion and he would do so through you and me. What a glorious thing. What a glorious thing. We have a better element of complete dominion in our state, under the second Adam, than Adam did under his original status. My God, we have in us the dominion to which every knee and every tongue bows and confesses. What are they saying? They are bowing and confessing the complete dominance of the one to whom they must bow. His name is Jesus Christ. He is seated at the right hand of God. He is the man in the Godhead bodily whom Paul said has given you the completeness that you require not only to live this life here in dominion but to have dominion in the heavenly realm where you, my friend, are accepted and seated with Christ Jesus. Glory be to God. We have all power in his word. We have in us the force of the one who takes his word and creates the image in us that perfects us. Well, I'm not done, but I'm finished. Bless God, we just run out of time. Time is always the element, but glory be to God. You, my friend, live in dominion. You, don't, you, you need to understand that. And you need to begin to speak the dominion that comes out of you. You need to begin to pronounce dominion of Jesus Christ. Not your dominion, Jesus Christ's dominion. When Jesus Christ's dominion is pronounced, things are manifested of which Paul said will give you the advantage. You didn't create it. You're just walking in it. Because if you're going to live in the Spirit, you have to walk in the Spirit. That's what Paul said. So my friend, this thing is laying here. It's waiting here. It's been revealed by the Spirit of God. Your role is to begin to allow the force that resides in you to begin 
to bring your mind into a transformed condition where your thoughts are generated from revelation, from power, and from inspiration. When that occurs, you'll speak that force out of your, your mouth and it will begin to be life. It will begin to be health. It will begin to be a message of overcoming. It will manifest and give you the advantage. Your dominion awaits your word. Father, I thank you. Open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear and we'll give you praise for it. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, our Lord, and our man of the Godhead. I see Charles and Bobby and Logan. We're glad to have all of you and there are many more watching that didn't sign in. I want to say to you that Wednesday night we'll be studying the Word of God at 645 at the church. I'd like to invite all of you to come. Uh, we're going to sign off with our Facebook family at this time. May God bless you richly is my prayer. Now to those of you on podcast, we appreciate you. We love you. If you will find Jesus Christ as Lord, you'll find His dominion. If you will find Him as the man in the Godhead, He will take that dominion deeper. And He will begin to show you things that are to come. And you will be blessed. You'll be blessed by what you found. I pray this will be a great week. I pray that you'll stay with us and study the Word of God. May God richly bless you until we speak again.